Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And we're coming to you this week to uh, recap our trip to South Bend uh, from Saturday, June 22nd, 2019, uh, to see the Bowling Green Hot Rods take on the South Bend Cubs. Yeah, and this is episode number 47, uh, the Rod Beck episode. That's right, the Rod Beck episode. Jack, do you remember uh, when Rod Beck was making a... Uh, uh, he was trying to make a comeback with the Cubs, and he was he was in, uh, in uh, I guess he was, I, I can't remember now if he was in Arizona or this was with the Iowa Cubs, but he was like living in a trailer outside of the stadium. He looks like somebody who would live in a trailer uh, even when he was on the Major League Club. I know, like, I think they, they told that story like, like as like a kind of like a colorful, like kitschy baseball story, but it's like it was the least surprising detail you could learn about someone who looks <laughs> like Rod Beck. Didn't he have a, a season where he saved over 50 games? Was yeah. Was it 98, maybe? I believe it was 98, yeah. Okay. He got that last, that whatever that last save was in game 163, so it's a technically, he had one more game to do it than some other guys, but but yeah, Rod Beck, we, uh, we, we miss him, we mourn him, and... Uh, you know, he, he's his hair is just still blowing. Uh, all <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so folks, we went to, uh, uh, to see the South Bend Cubs. This was my first trip to uh, Four Winds Stadium, yeah. uh, as it Four Winds Field, I believe is it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was Jeremy's third trip that week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. If you guys, if, if you don't, like, if you can't, like, like, intuit that, like, I'm some sort of just complete baseball loser. Just take into this, uh, like this tidbit that I went back and forth from Chicago to South Bend uh, six times, three times, uh, you know, uh, each way uh, in, in one calendar week. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, you saw the uh, uh, the the Midwest League uh, home run derby, yep. uh, the Midwest League All Star game, and yep. then a few days later, uh, our our game that we went to. We were back. We were yeah. I was back uh, for for the game for that for an actual game. Uh, yeah. I saw the home run derby on Monday. Uh, there was like all kinds of like autograph sessions. I got zero autographs because the thing was not run very well at all. Um, I got a couple guys on the way out, but uh, I came back the next day uh, for the. Um, uh, all-star game and got to see a bunch of awesome players which was cool um and then uh jack we were we originally planned to go to possibly beloit another beloit snappers game yeah uh so one good thing about beloit is uh the accessibility of the players uh, it's super easy to get everybody's autographs because there's nobody who ever goes to those games yeah uh, we probably would have been picked for a ballpark promotion <laughs> because it seems like it's the same people who go to all those games so to right. come in as a couple of outsiders we might have done a pig calling contest as we were picked for <laughs> last year uh so but truth be told though we were kind of uh we, we had been monitoring the forecast all week because because yeah. for that Saturday, uh, it looked like about a 40 to 60% chance of rain, both in Beloit and South Bend. So even for a minute, I had thrown out to Jeremy the possibility of going to a, a Brewers game up in Milwaukee. They yep. were playing the Reds that weekend, but we looked at tickets. The cheapest ticket was $32 for that Saturday. So that was just way too much money. That's like six White Sox games. <laughs> yeah, <yes>. So uh, <laughs> we, we it was minor league game or bust. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, and miraculously... Uh, the forecast cleared up, uh, like on maybe late Friday, early Saturday, whatever. Uh, 
I did text Jack. I did text you at one point. Like, I don't think I can fucking handle driving to South Bend again. Yep. Uh, this week, but uh, when it came around to it, I was up for it uh, because uh, we wanted to see uh, the number one prospect in baseball, uh, none other than uh, Wander Franco for the Bowling Green. Yeah. Team. Uh, and so uh, it, it turned out that we really lucked out seeing him. Uh, he ended up getting called up to High A the uh, the day after Saturday. He ended up he got called up Sunday night. Yeah. So we we lucked out. It was a flash in the pan. Uh, we were able to see him, and uh, we've got quite a story about that. But that'll come up a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's probably finishing up his first uh, High A game right now, actually. Yeah, that's at, that's true. At the moments that we're recording here, but uh, yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's. Talk about uh, let's talk about once we got to South Bend. The drive to South Bend from Chicago is a uh, about two hours. Uh, it was a little longer. I think we were, we hit some Saturday traffic, but uh, we get to South Bend. We were driving through a lovely stretch of uh, <laughs> a road there, yeah, uh, with a lot of uh, dilapidated and vacant buildings. Um, but uh, we we get there. We get to the stadium, and um, so they have parking. They have like it's so crazy, like how minor league ballparks they have like their parking is like the same amount of parking for like a strip mall yeah like, uh, it's it's weird um but they did happen to have like a couple lots around the field um so we 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 the first uh the, the like adjacent lot to the stadium uh was full so we had to drive around the corner to this other lot which was pretty big and uh that one was full there was a guy there an older guy yeah um and he was like he just like as cars as we were approaching he's just like pointing he's yep. like he's like pumping his fist like pointing like in the opposite direction as if like he wants me to like do a U-turn on a dime, like a complete like 180, like Fast and Furious style yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't do that. I'll turn around, but you don't have to keep pumping your fist like you're friggin' like you're like a, a Chinese cat with like the sun activated <laughs> hand waving. <laughs> well, so he he, uh, he he turns us, he points us in that direction. So Jeremy makes a turn and he goes into it was what's... A, it was a long, it was like a long uh, road around. I had yeah. to like go around like a big, like, you know, a couple blocks. Yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't short. Uh, so yeah. we go to the next, what looks like to be the next lot in sight, which is lot D. So we, we had been, the guy the guy who was waving us away was in lot C. So we drive yeah. around the block and we go to lot D, yep. where we encounter a lady who, uh, we must have been like the car after the thing got full. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this lady, uh, we roll down our window and she comes up to the passenger side. I yep. was in the passenger seat. I roll down my window. <laughs> she comes up to the uh, window and Jeremy asks, well, if this one's full, where can we park? And uh, she sticks her, her hand in the window and almost take in, in the car and almost takes my nose off with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. She, it was like, it was like uh, in like the Terminator where like, that like um, liquid metal arm extends out. Yeah, it was like that, and like Jack was like just missed getting like his eyeball stabbed out with milk, like uh, in the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, at, at best, I would have been uh, doing a Max Scherzer with this podcast. Yeah, my face smashed in <laughs> and still recording. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, there was no reason for this lady to be uh, stick. I mean, you know, glass. You can see through glass. First of all, we had our mirror down or our window down. Yeah, but even yeah. if we didn't have it, like you can see through, uh, you know, glass. So yeah. She could have just been pointing outside the car, and yeah. that would have that would have done the job. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she decides to stick her arm in the car, points us to Lot D, where we had just been. Yeah, she's like, Lot D, go to Lot yep. D, Lot D, go to Lot D. So we were like, okay, so we'll go over to Lot D. Now, Jeremy, uh, so this time we actually decided to talk to the gentleman who had been waving us away. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremy, do you mind if I do the impression? Oh, yeah, do you sure. want it? No, do you want to do it? Do you uh, want to do it? No, go ahead, do okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so Jeremy, we roll down the window, and Jeremy asks the guy, 
Uh, okay, she, she, he's, he's waving us away again, and Jeremy says, well, you know, we just talked to her, and she said to come to you, and he goes, no, no, you're gonna take a west on Weston. Y'all know what that is? And Jeremy goes, yep. And I he go, goes, sure. Yeah, Jeremy goes, sure. He doesn't even say <laughs> yes. Uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, uh, well, you're gonna go to Lot E. There's more parking over there. Yeah, more parking down there. Yeah, now, uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I wasn't sure if we were at a South Bend Cubs game or in a Burt Reynolds movie at that point. He sounded like uh, Jackie Gleason from Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why he expected you to, uh, you know, make a, make a U-turn on a dime. All yeah. That, all that crazy driving uh, Burt Reynolds does in all of his movies. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, Jeremy, you made the comment, like, you know, you're not from the bayou. You're probably from, like, you know. Yeah, he's from, like, uh Fort Wayne or something. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what this guy's deal was. Like, no. may, maybe he has a, maybe he, ha, he moonlights as a uh, uh, auctioneer or something. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like what he, kind of vibe he had going. Like parking right here, parking there, parking there, parking there. La di, la di, la di, la bi, la bi, la bi, la bi, You know. So maybe that was it. But uh, yeah, he was quite uh, boisterous, I guess, for a parking attendant. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we eventually, uh, we, we had like some trouble finding Lot E. We eventually saw it, but uh, we determined that uh, we might as well just uh, uh, park on the street. There was there was free street parking available. And uh, we were trying. We were trying really hard to give them seven of our dollars. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it just, it just, they weren't just, they weren't going to let it happen. No, so, no, it became a chore at some point, And it's like, well, and we saw all this free parking. So it's like, yeah. Let's just freaking take this parking. Yeah, um, and and Jeremy, it was it was getting close to first pitch. We yeah. probably it was probably six forty eight or something yeah. at that point, and it, we we still needed to buy our tickets. We needed to walk to the stadium, which was about a block and a half away. We needed to go to the box office and buy our tickets and get our seats. Yeah, uh, so we, we were running out of time. So yeah. we parked. It was frustrating because like if we would have been able to park initially, we would have been able to like kind of waltz in and. And be a little more relaxed. We could have walked around a little more, yep. Jack. You could have seen. I, I, hey, it's my third time there this week. I've, I've seen the grounds, but uh, Jack, you know, we could have got. You could have got the full tour. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, we got in. We got in. We got. We, we before we got in. Um. Well, one thing, real quick. In the course of driving around, we did see like. Uh, this car, like I, I don't know. Like, okay, so earlier in the day, the Cubs played the Mets, right? Yeah. Um, and the game had finished by this point. Uh, it finished uh, on the way, on the drive over, we were listening to it. Um, and we saw a guy park on the street. He had Connecticut plates um, and he was wearing a Mets hat. So I, you know, I saw him. He kind of stood out. He was like doing something weird. He's like putting like all his stuff from his backseat into his trunk or some kind of weird thing. And uh, um, I, re- I noticed that he had the Mets hat on. So I was like, oh, I wonder if he was at the game, maybe at the Cubs game and he drove here. Uh, to catch this game or whatever. Um, so whatever, you know, we didn't think anything of it. Uh, maybe more about the Mets guy later, but uh, we, we proceed to the uh, to the ticket booth, to the box office. Yeah, uh, so Jeremy, I think this is another area where we got the runaround. So we wanted to sit on the third base side to get a better view of Wander Franco, who would be playing shortstop that right. night. That was our main uh, impetus for sitting on that side of yep. the field. Yep. Uh, so we go up to the ticket la- uh, lady. We ask her... It was like um, a girl. It was like a girl. girl. She was probably like 17 yeah, yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh, so we, we ask her, uh, hey, so do you have anything like field box on the third base side? Um, yep. And she's like... No, we don't really have anything on the third base side. We got plenty on the first base side. Yeah. So again, we're not gonna hem and haw here. We're running out of time to get in the stadium. So we're like, fine. 
We'll yeah. buy the first base side. Yeah, sure. Uh, we get in uh, the stadium. We eventually get our seats a few minutes later. We look over at the third base side, and it's like uh, it's like a, being at a White Sox game. Yeah, there's no, there's like like half of the C- third base side is, is certainly empty. the last couple sections towards like once you're getting towards like left field corner were were completely empty. Yeah, the last two sections were completely empty. Meanwhile, on the first base side, the fucking devil's asshole is burning down on our faces <laughs> yes. because the fucking beat red sun is like fucking firing down on all these like people on that side of, of the field, yeah. including us. Yeah, and so Jeremy, we had we had pondered uh, after we bought our tickets because right after we left the box office with our tickets, we heard another person ask, "Do you have anything on the third base side?" Like uh, to a different ticketing attendant. Right. And so Jeremy and I put two and two together, and we're like, "Oh, well, maybe all of these people want to sit on." The third base side to see Wander Franco. Of course, Jeremy, yeah. that's the definition of giving people too much credit. Yeah, they only absolutely. wanted to sit on the third base side because that was shaded. Yeah, yeah, uh, which we didn't know. No, but th- th- that was actually really smart because the sun didn't go down till about nine in, in the evening, yeah. which was about the seventh inning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, somewhere between the sixth and seventh, like no joke, that's when the sun went down. Yep. Finally, it it got covered briefly for like. Like three batters at some point, like in the fifth inning. Yep. I remember, but Jack, as we were going down the steps to the seat, I'm like, why? Why don't we just? We should just go back now and sit in the in the in the uh, in the shade. And like, I wish that I did, Jack. I wrote. I'm looking at my scorecard here. I wrote for the home team. I wrote Iowa Cubs. I think the fucking sun was was frying my brain, like literally. Like mm-hmm. I was telling you, Jack. Like I can't handle the heat, man. I can't do it. And like. Jack, you did say it to me at one point. He's like, yeah, the sun will be down in about an hour. And it's like, <laughs> an hour? Like, an it's hour. like, I'll die by then, dude. Yeah, I was still on central time, Jeremy. I thought, <laughs> I thought that's when the sun was going down. Even still an hour is like, that's too much. I, I should have, <laughs> I, I mean, by the time we sat down, it's like, once we sat, we were like, we were we were locked in. But I'm like, before we sat, I'm like, we should just go turn back. Just turn back. Just go to the shade. Just do it. And like, we didn't. And like, I fucking baked yeah, it was it was, it was it was hot, um, and our our faces both got a little red. You could tell we got sun, even yeah. though we both had hats on. To sort of paint a picture for uh, for everybody, though, uh, even though there were plenty of seats on the third base side, it was a pretty good crowd overall. Jeremy, it was about what sixty four hundred or yeah, so. Sixty four oh seven. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So attendance. very healthy crowd for a low A minor league game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Jeremy. It seems like Beloit is the only st- uh, <laughs> city that doesn't draw well. Yeah, yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah. So before when as we were walking in, we heard uh, a voice over the. Uh, microphone in the stadium and so jeremy warned me he's like oh god they got this like dj there that like tells all these bad jokes i know all of them at this point yeah i know yeah exactly i can i could recite his whole script yeah um but yeah he's like just like he's kind of like this kind of guy like the rock jock shock jock asshole guy radio guy and like it's like i mean i don't understand how guys still do this because Uh like the the like caricature of these guys of these like radio guys is is out there like everyone is making fun of these people but guys are still doing it for yeah. some reason yeah so this guy uh, the host uh, should I give his name yeah I don't know what his name is <laughs> it was DJ Mark McGill DJ I think Mark was his McGill name, or something okay. like something like that uh-huh. I think it was Mark Mark McGill or Mike McGill or something like that his the back of his jersey says like McGill is G R eight or something like great like who cares that's so lame like. Mm-hmm. He should say, like, you know, it should be, like, McGill 69 or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Or, like, uh, 68 got one or something. I don't know. But, like, this guy, he's uh, he's just completely, like, factory-stamped 
just DJ guy. Yeah. Like, with that big voice and like the the bad jokes. Yeah. He, so he, bad. He's he's in his so he was in his probably mid to late forties. Uh, yeah. He had like you know a goatee. Uh, he was wearing sunglasses, yeah. uh, you know, kind of a, kind of like a Ron Coomer type of build. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and so, so Jeremy, he, he was coming out after every inning because they were doing a, a giveaway where after every inning they were giving away a flat screen TV. Yeah. Um, so we, we saw a lot of him. And at, at one point he was like, uh, yeah, is, uh, is Dan from, from Elkhart here? Dan from Elkhart, he's like, yeah, Elkhart, it's a, it's a beautiful town. They got Jazz Fest going on right now. Yeah. It's like... Fuck, fuck Elkhart Jazz Fest. Yeah. Like, you you clearly just, uh, first of all, you're clearly just dropping that because, like, you want people to know that, like, you're the type of guy who, like, knows when all these, like, cool <laughs> jazz festivals are going on. But second of all, at, like, Elkhart Jazz Fest, I'm going to steal something from, from Howard Kramer here. Okay. But, like, he, he says he doesn't like jazz, and I agree with him because jazz <laughs> is just like, like, it's just, it's lame. I don't, I don't like it, Jeremy. I don't get it. Uh, maybe it was like uh, edgy in the 1920s. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the movie La La Land, but like uh, aside from that, though, like Elkhart Jazz Fest, it's probably like uh. so. Jeremy, we're, we live in Chicago, yeah, and we know street festivals, yeah, uh, and Elkhart Jazz Fest is probably uh, no better than you know your run of the mill like Andersonville Fest. But I'm uh. sure it's like the biggest thing that happens in yeah. summer. In Elkhart, uh, it, it, and yeah, every every street festival is, is the same thing. You know, it's a bunch of people outside uh, drinking beer uh, in the street because you know you can't take a beer outside of a bar. And like, do we really need to be celebrating that? Like, dropping this in at a at a baseball game? Yeah, they got jazz fest going on right now. Like, fuck, fuck that, man. That's total like like radio like training too because yeah. it's like they, they they that's what they have to say. Like, all right, everyone, I'm coming out to uh, Peoria, Illinois this weekend. We got the uh, big biz. Biscuit fest. Everyone get, get yourself a biscuit and get yourself some gravy and just have a great time. It's like they have to like plug these like completely mundane like events or whatever. But like, listen, I, I'm I'm a little hesitant to, to dump all over Indiana again. If I do, it's going to be for this thing later that we're going to mention. But yeah. like, uh, there's no need to mention Elkhart Jazz Fest. No, there's just no need to mention it. All right, it, it been, it, I don't even. I doubt that the guy who he said it for even appreciated it so like it, yeah, it's pointless um but uh but yeah the, like the so the promotion was weird man it was like yeah like uh, f- uh flat screen saturdays or whatever yeah. it's like i i remember I was, at the previous games that i've gone to i saw that that was their saturday promotion so every saturday home game they give out a flat screen tv every inning yeah kind of crazy i mean how do you get in on that i guess i guess sign up there they had, looked like they had I, one of those big spin yeah wheel I, I think all we had things. to do was just fill some like out a piece of paper but yeah and it's like I was even I was just so kind of like dumbfounded by the promotion that I didn't even make an effort to like go sign up for it because it's like well that would be cool but it's like I can't even wrap my head around this like yeah, well, they're just going to give away nine TVs tonight? You know, I don't know. And, and I, I don't know if they have the TVs actually at the stadium. I can't imagine they do. So you well, would probably have to go pick it up. They had right? that, like, box on the field. But yeah. I have to assume that was a prop yeah, box. Yeah, a prop box. I was wondering the same thing. Like, is yeah. there actually a TV in there? No way. No Someone way. was holding a flat screen TV box. Uh, you know, every they had to drag it out on the field every time along with the... That like yeah that like uh, you know bucket where they pull all the names from or whatever so yeah it was just goofy but uh, I don't know more power to them I guess some people won which we might talk about later but uh, yeah um, yeah so uh, so yeah so that happened uh, the game starts going um, I mean I could I could keep talking about this DJ guy it's just 
I, he, I I'll I'll save someone else about him for later. Okay, I got another one. That's but. fair. Um, so at some point in the game, I forgot who hit it, but there was a foul ball uh, into like uh, I'd say like shallow right field, uh, just right down the line. Like so, the uh, the South Bend uh, Four Winds Field has the bullpens on the uh, field, just like old school. Um, and so someone hit a foul ball like just above there, like into the stands. And like in the corner, they have like a lawn area, and that's where like a lot of kids hang out or whatever, and they're trying to catch balls or whatever. Um, but it went in the stands, and like this fucking dad gets the ball, and like you know, it's customary to like get the ball, stand up for a second, maybe hold it up, let people cheer for you, and then sit your fucking ass down, you know. And so he like he gets it, and then he turns around, and he's kind of like holding it over and like just like looking like he's like looking like who's he gonna give it to as if he was like you know the first baseman like maybe who hit it to him and then he has like he takes a moment like he's the first baseman he can take a minute to like look he's like all right i got this ball who am i gonna give it to but but freaking foul ball hero dad like he's gonna like like stand there and like he was standing for like way too long looking like to give who to give this ball to and like there was a kid right in his face and he's like he like didn't give it to the kid and like he like did he pick up his phone or something? And he started calling yeah. someone on his phone, and he's yeah. still standing by yep. me, like mind you. And it's like just sit your ass down, dude. Like no one care. We're over it now. We don't care what you do with the ball. You can shove it up your ass. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like, uh, so I, I I think what he did was he he his kid was in the lawn somewhere, and he called the kid to come over and get the ball. Yeah. And then then he like is still standing until the kid comes over, and then he hand he finally hands it to the kid, and then he sits down, and it's like, dude, like. Who do you think you are, man? Like, yeah. you're, you're nothing. Dude. You you milked this for way longer than you needed to. Yeah, this I, this might have been his 15 minutes of fame, so good for him, I guess. He's yeah. got a couple more on our podcast, but only to deride his ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so I, think this, so this, I think this was after the third inning, uh, Jeremy. They did a, a promotion called Home Run for Life. Yes. Uh, where they brought uh, a kid from the uh, local children's hospital onto the field uh, with his family. They had uh, both players from... Uh, uh, both all the te- uh, both teams, yep. uh, or all the players from both teams, line up on uh, either side of the uh, foul line. Almost so. like yeah, like all star home, uh, all star uh, opening day like style, where they line up down the lines like as if they were going to be all introduced. Yeah, but they're all out there, and uh, and yeah, they uh, they showed this video, this like crazy touching sad video of this of this like poor soul of a kid. Who uh, uh, you know has these afflictions or whatever, and it was, it was uh, very, it was a very heavy moment. It was, it was heavy, and you know, it was touching because the kid was clearly excited to uh, be able to around the bases uh, with his family, uh, and then have the uh, the crowd cheering him on while he was doing it. So, yeah. uh, so he he does it. He rounds the bases. I will say, Jeremy, you you commented that a lot of the players simply stuck their hands down. Uh, Delvin Zinn, who hit leadoff for the Cubs, actually like. Uh, went a step above that and like knelt down uh, to the kid's level, yeah. uh, and um, you know gave him a high five. Gave him a ha- high five. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a touching moment. Um, it was about ten minutes long. It, it was about ten minutes <laughs> long. It was a long interlude in this yes, game, but yes. uh, it was clearly a, a big deal for the family. Yeah. Uh, so the kid, you know, he gets the home plate and everybody cheers, yeah. and then uh, and then the absurd happened. Yeah. So uh, Buddy Bailey, the uh, manager for the uh, South Bend Cubs. Uh, is like he first of all he like unrolls this thing like it's like a handkerchief out of his back pocket or yeah. something that he wipes his sweat with but it was like <laughs> it was like a little kid's South Bend Cubs jersey and it he unfurls it and it has like the kid's last name on it yeah right and so it's i mean it's a little this he's a little kid uh the shirt is very little 
and and it's like I assume it was a button up shirt. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, he so he 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 goes down. He like leans over uh, to put it on the kid. Yeah. So the, it's buttoned up. So they're trying to pull it over instead of like buttoning it up once it's on him. So they put it on him. And uh, it gets like over. He's having trouble like getting it over his shoulders or whatever, getting his hands through. And he does that. And then he's and then he gets to like to, to go to where he like pulls his head through the the and, neck hole. And Buddy, we should say, uh, Jeremy, I think you said they put it on him. Buddy Bailey was the oh, one doing all, yeah. all the work. Yes, yeah. Uh, Buddy Bailey like took the jersey, leaned over, and like with his big bear mitts, like uh, leaned over to try to put this thing on. Like if you don't know, like Google a picture of Buddy Bailey. Like the guy is like he's I call him like minor league Clint Hurdle. He's just like a big red meaty pile of baseball in a fucking jersey. Like he's just a fucking lump of of meat, and like <laughs> with these big fucking bear paws, uh, and like no tact, no tact or no touch or no finesse whatsoever. So he's like just like like kind of like he's trying to pull, pull this jersey over the kid's head, and it's not going. And, no. and instead of like unbuttoning the top button to make it wider he just keeps kind of pulling like pulling it down yeah and it's not going and this it went on for like almost like a minute it, it did and like to the point where like uh, buddy bailey was physically like exerting himself <laughs> trying to get this jersey down on the kid and the yeah. issue was that the neck the neckline um or just the neck was too was too small to get over the kid's head because it was buttoned up all the way right so yeah. eventually buddy bailey just like throws his arms up in exasperation yeah, yeah, he, like, or like he yeah. like backs he puts his arms up and the backs away like he like you know like is like trying to not like like he got caught right handed with like you know the the hope diamond or something. Yeah. He like backs up and the parents go and like finally get it over the kid's head. But like yeah, buddy ba- like like yeah, just fucking like just meat hands like Buddy Bailey. When, and what what you, I couldn't think of a worse candidate uh, from the organization to do that. Like, yeah. why did they pick Buddy Bailey? I mean, you know, they could have picked a, a player like you know Delvin Zinn, who obviously seemed to have like some way with kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. some idea of what he was doing. Yeah, maybe yeah. pick a guy like that. But you know, the fact that they had Bailey doing it was ridiculous. No, this guy, this all this guy knows is fucking baseball. Like, he doesn't. <laughs> know, he he might have kids that he like ignored or something. Like. <laughs> This guy knows nothing but baseball. Like he doesn't know like the fatherly touch or like you know uh, 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 bedside manner or helping hand. Like this guy is just fucking. He's just meat. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> but he was the one like showing this yeah jersey on this kid. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so <laughs> so, uh, so uh, in a, in a lighter moment, uh, yeah. they did the uh, they had a produce race. Yeah. Uh, so it was sort of like, uh, for instance, the sausage race um, uh, yeah. at Miller Park, but it was it was uh, a pro- it was produce. What was the produce? Thing? I so can't remember. it was like the Three Stooges uh, themed. Yeah. And they were, but it, they were Three Stooges. The Three Stooges were uh, pieces were like vegetables. So like Mo was like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry was like uh, broccoli or something, and Curly was fucking I don't know, like a russet potato or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, but like um, the 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 uh, actual costumes are like kind of like this like kind of they're creepy, surreal. Like they look like um, I think it's in Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy like sticks his face through the wall and like his, his like face like becomes like plaster like the wall stretches and it's his face it looks like that they're like kind of creepy looking did they I, I don't recall Jeremy did they look like the three stooges like they're they're supposed yeah, to be the three stooges to be the um, three stooges they're, they don't look like the three stooges so much as the costumes are kind of like shaped 
Like Mo look is a mushroom, I think, because his flat. Because he's like, got like that, uh, cr- like crop top, sort yeah, of, or what a mop top. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a mushroom. Like it yeah. looks like a mushroom cap yep. or something. Yeah. And so honestly, the the costumes are like higher quality than you would expect from like a low A baseball they promotion. Are. They're good. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty cool looking. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it's weird. I, I like it actually. I've yeah. seen it four times now because uh-huh. I, I did go to a game earlier in the year, which we we did talk about. Um, uh, so I like. I think it's cool. Um, during the All Star game, uh, Mo like Mo is like, is it Teddy Roosevelt who never wins for the the president's maybe, race? Maybe, maybe, or I think so. One, of, yeah, one okay. of the, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's one president that like never wins, and they finally won after like eight years or something, yeah. and so. So Mo won um, during the All Star game, and they said like it's the first time he's won in six years. And then he came out and and raced in our game, and they said like uh, since that was the All Star game, it didn't actually it wasn't official, so uh-huh. he had still lost. And so he was leading, and they pulled the prank where like he as soon as he got to the finish line, the two girls like holding it started like running around him, so he couldn't actually touch the finish line. Mm-hmm. And then like you know broccoli Larry Wan or something yeah yeah um my dad was a uh, is a, a big Stooges fan uh okay. right when the promotion started you you could hear them doing the hello 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 like that that famous bit uh I'm a little uh um uh, curious as to why it's it's Mo who never wins I mean Mo was kind of to quote you know the Simpsons uh Mo's their leader you know <laughs> so I I don't um I don't like it you know I guess maybe it seems like it should be Larry who would lose he seems like he's always the biggest loser yeah um, or curly I, I can make an argument for either one of those yeah. but certainly not mo yeah. no um and you know maybe even if they had like shemp on there as well shemp would be a great who's who was my favorite stooge actually shemp was shemp was, shemp was, was, was pretty good yeah he was very funny he, just kind of like a total sleaze ball um whenever <laughs> he got slapped like his hair would go uh out of place and he'd yeah. have to slick it back yeah he had real like greased hair is, is, is a good look so uh the dj during that part because he was kind of uh he was emceeing the whole race yeah uh he uh after the uh, race was finished and the uh the uh, produce was walking off uh he goes to he, he goes hey mo hey mo how did the pickle enjoy his day off yeah. he relished it uh and, and jeremy i'm i hate puns mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say that i hate puns okay and you Fair know you, like this guy he you he, he t- he told this joke he knew the joke was gonna fail yeah he knew it was bad yeah and i just I, I hate puns it's not my style jeremy and all the time you've known me yeah you've probably never heard me no. make a pun no uh, i've never actually heard you make a pun either yeah no, it, no it's just not it's just <laughs> not my thing i hate it uh yeah. so that was just kind of another uh mark against this dj and he also like delivered it with the conviction of like uh you know a, a fly uh i don't know trying to survive its last uh, like watery depths being flushed down a toilet or something like it had he had no like conviction with with this line at all no and it was just it was just a waste of air really yeah but, and he took a bow after it was after oh, it was done yeah great uh, so but yeah that was that was interesting Jeremy uh, you know for something low A like that they don't usually have good costumes um, yeah so yeah that was that was pretty sweet they were they were pretty good they were pretty good uh, one other thing I'll give kudos to to the uh, presentation of the South Bend Cubs. About is there sound effects? I think the sound effects are like they're um, they're a little annoying, but um, they're they're trying, I suppose. So like whenever there's a foul ball, um, and and you'll you'll catch this at, at other minor league parks, mostly because like it's so quiet at games that like the sound effects really kind of cut through. But like if a ball go if someone hits a foul ball, like they'll do like the like the like the whistle or the bomb yeah. dropping sound though. 
whatever. Yep. And then uh, a lot of Ric Flair. Woo! There were those. Um, but then when like they'll like do the like the descending sound, and then they'll they'll insert like a different sound each time, like a cow getting hit and like going like Whoa! Mm-hmm. or like a chicken or something, or like or like a cat like screeching, like it got hit with the foul ball. Yeah. Um, one thing that they do is like I I definitely find it annoying, but. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if annoying is bad when it comes to like ball, ballpark sound effects because that's kind of what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Like if if the, if a foul ball and it only happened like once I think um, in this game, but like uh, if someone if the if a foul ball happens uh, into the stands, um, they'll say they'll um, they'll play the sound effect where it's a bunch of voices going like mine, 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 uh-huh. mine, mine, and it's totally annoying, but uh, it's something. Uh, and then like. <laughs> They'll then like once someone gets it, they hit another sound effect that says like "give it to a kid, give it to a kid," or they'll say one that says like "hold it up, hold it up," and then they'll like when they do it, there's like a like a like a smattering of applause and stuff. So they they have a full soundboard. Um, I mean, I, I again, I, I would hope that they I never got a ball there and they they played the "give it to a kid" sound effect because again, I I would leave. But, right. Yeah. But yeah, but they 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 do it with some conviction. So uh, you know, I, I appreciate them like. Having like that soundboard uh, there to, mm-hmm. to play all that stuff. Right. Well, um, let's see. So, uh, Jack, the people sitting next to us. Yeah, Jeremy, you had some interaction with the uh, the woman who was sitting next to you. Yeah, an older woman, a very nice lady. Uh, she was there with like a group, like a couple, like two couple, or like there, she, her, like her husband and like another couple. They were there, mm-hmm. like just uh, taking in the game or something. And uh, they showed up right before. Games, uh, the game started. We were kind of sitting over a couple seats from our uh, seats because we were leaving some buffer room for some other people. Uh, actually, someone was sitting in. Yeah, our seat. someone was sitting in our seats, but we said, "Hey, like it, you know, it's fine. We'll just take these ones next to us. If we get moved down, then we'll just we'll figure it out." Then. Yeah, and then eventually this these this uh, group of people came, but the the lady was nice and she was she sat down and she was making small talk with me. She asked me like. Um, you know, is there anyone on Iowa? Like, any big prospects? And I told her, like... Uh, the South Bend. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. I gotta change my stupid scorecard here, because like, I keep looking at it, and I keep seeing <laughs> South Bend. Anyway, um, she's like, uh, do you uh, see... Uh, are there any good prospects? And I'm like, uh, well, Cole Roderer out there in uh, left field was their second-round pick last year. Uh, she, and then she turned to her group, and she's like, okay, everyone, Cole Roderer. He's like, you know, he's in left field. He's supposed to be the big guy. And then I'm like, well... I can't let this stand yeah. that, like, I'm saying that he's a big guy. Because what if, like, someone else goes, like, who gives a fuck about him? Wander Franco is playing. And so right. I'm like, but really, if you're looking for prospects, uh, <laughs> the guy at shortstop right now for Bowling Green, he's the number one prospect in baseball. And then she turned to her friends and she said, oh, the shortstop was the number one pick or something. Uh, and I'm like, no, 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 yep. no. But, <laughs> but I was like, I was just like, I had to let it go, yeah. whatever. Um but uh, yeah, so she she talked to me about that. Um, at some point, she leaned over and she's like, she showed me. Her, she pulled up something on her phone and she showed me. And she's like, my son uh, plays baseball. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, he won the gold glove. <laughs> and like, she showed me this thing, and it was like Division Two baseball. Oh wow! Uh, like NC, I don't know what the NC A yeah A or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. I think there was a J in there somewhere. Okay, but there was also NCA or something. But anyway, 
Um, I, I think it said like Division Two or maybe Division Three. I don't know. Maybe it was if there was a J and a two. Maybe it was uh, junior college. Junior, junior college. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That that yeah. that's very likely what okay. it was. Um, so she showed me, and he won the gold gold glove at third base wow. for, the, for the year. And she's like, then she was like, yeah, you know, he didn't expect it, and you know, he was so surprised when when they gave it to him, and it was a nice treat. He was really just happy about that. I'm like, they didn't like. Buy him a blender or something. Like he won the gold glove. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Pretty, even if it's junior college, that's pretty significant. And he had third base too. Yeah, that's like that's like those people at the Under Armour game saying, "Oh, this is great for these kids." Yeah, like exactly. that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's quite good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Well, he's done now." And they're like, "He's going to like you know uh, math school or something." I don't know. Like, so I think he was like, "Yeah, done playing." I don't know if he was like. His eligibility ran out, or he was just giving up baseball or something. It made it sound like he he was giving it up, and it's like he was a Gold Glove winner. Yeah. Like what, what the hell, dude? Like, give us his phone number. Like let us convince him not to give up. Yeah, like, exactly. That's pretty. If you won the Gold Glove, you at least got something. Yeah, yeah. You got some talent. So I don't know. Uh, so I don't know what what came of that. But did I you get the uh, the kid's name by chance? I um she she said it, but it was like a complicated name okay and I, I, I i was thinking i'm never gonna remember and i, yeah. I didn't i should have wrote it i don't know if that would have been weird if i wrote it down but uh but yeah i just kind of let it go so sure that that information's gone i guess i could search like junior college gold glove winners but um later on uh, a friend of theirs showed up and they were he they were talking hitchcock movies did you hear no that? i didn't hear this yeah they were talking about like they had just come the, the friend had just come from seeing north by northwest or something oh, okay yeah and they're like oh yeah that's one of my favorites and they named something else that was uh uh, kind of obscure, like an obscure Hitchcock movie or something. Or, okay. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I have to admit that I did not expect to hear um, Hitchcock uh, movie talk at the South Bend Cubs was it Was it the movie Frenzy, Jeremy? I don't think no. it was Frenzy. Okay, but... that's a good one. That's an obscure, good okay. Hitchcock movie. Check it out, listeners. I, I like Marnie myself. I don't know if I've seen Marnie. Marnie is a... It's also with Tippi Hedren, I believe. Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, but that's a good one. There's a really cool opening shot where it's just like on her purse or whatever. It's Here you go, Hitchcock, cool. everybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, um, uh, Jeremy, there was a, uh, a a kind of a nasty motto for waste management that kept being said throughout the night. What oh. was it exactly? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, let me see if I got the exact reading down. Uh, well, they were like waste management, uh, the number number one in the number two biz. Yeah. Or the number two business or whatever. It's yeah. like. Yeah, that's probably one of the grosser like uh, sayings that I've heard. Yeah, that, that doesn't make me want to buy whatever product they're selling. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess they're selling waste management, but it it doesn't make me want to buy a hot dog. I'll say that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like if I was about to get up to get a hot dog and then I heard that, I'd be like, uh, I'm good. You know. Speaking of hot dogs, Jeremy, since this is a good segue, yeah. we can we can just talk about this now. Yeah, sure. Uh, I ate at that game, folks. He, I he ate. did. Right. Jack did the so, one of the uh, 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 rain delay theater season long uh, futures bets falls like it's we're paying out now if you if you pick the over on Jack eating uh, we're paying out on that one. I was very hungry, uh, so the, the time came because Jeremy was uh, talking about getting something to drink since uh, basically the uh, moment we sat down. I was thirsty too, yeah. Uh, but Jeremy for, forgot his wallet in the car. Yeah, so I it was kind of my I know Jack you said you might eat at this game, but it was my I was like saying like. All right, I'm gonna go get something at this inning, and then like the time came, like I stood up and I'm like, oh, I don't have my wallet. I left it in the car. <laughs> and they didn't take Apple Pay, right? No, because then later on I got up. So Jack graciously offered to buy me a, a soda, which I needed because I was fucking dying from the fucking heat. Um, 
And uh, so Jack graciously offered to buy me a soda, and he came back with a soda and, and a couple of dogs for himself. Yeah. And uh, it, it happened. I was going to say, Jeremy, when I came back with two hot dogs, I hope you didn't think one of those was for you. Well, you uh, you said something. You did say, like, I got a couple of dogs or something. And yeah. I'm like... I'm like, is that, does that mean that there's one for each of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, Jack is not the kind of guy, like, from the few times I've seen Jack eat, he's not just getting any one hot dog. No, no. Yeah, so I figured, like, those are for him, that's fine, Uh, you know, and I'm like, I don't need to eat uh, a hot dog, I'll wait. Yeah. Um, I did try to see if they would take, like, Apple Pay, and they did not, Yeah. you know. So uh, I was already on that that Hitchcock tip, like, oh yeah, people talk Hitchcock here. Uh, you know, I'm sure they take Apple Pay as well, <laughs> but uh, no, I fell I fell short on that. Right. Well, uh, so I you know I went up, uh, got Jeremy a, a diet Pepsi. I got myself a diet Dew, and so I ordered two hot dogs as well. Uh, didn't get any condiments on them because I was just worried about my ability to actually carry everything because they didn't sure. they didn't have like carrying trays. Uh, so I had to bring uh, two big large sodas uh, plus my hot dogs back to the uh, back to the seats. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the hot dogs uh, were incredibly good. They yeah. were very they were very well cooked. Uh, the buns were like crisp and like golden and extremely okay. tasty. My one complaint, so I, and this was without condiments too. They were just very flavorful. My one compl- uh, complaint was that they were like too hot for me to eat them really fast. They were they were incredibly hot because they were being kept in like a, a, a steaming like a steaming tray, tray. Yeah, yeah. So they were they were super hot, and so I, I kind of uh, uh, voiced this complaint, and Jeremy goes. That's why they call them hot dogs, Jack. And Jeremy, I know this is the first time you've seen me eat at a game, but it's yeah. not the first time I've eaten. Like I know what I know what hot, I know what hot dogs are. You don't have to uh, explain hot dogs to me. That could have so, been the pun. Like that was treading into that territory. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what maybe that's what triggered me. Was, yeah, uh, was just the the pun. So uh, so yeah, but they they were really good. So uh, if you're ever at a South Bend Cubs game, uh, get the hot dogs and like God help us on Dollar Dog Night. You know, I'm saving up room if we Ooh. go again. Yeah, that would be I a good if place they have to do it. damage. It seems like seems like those hot dogs are too good to, for to be dollar dog. Night, yeah, but. I can't remember if that's one of the promotions. They have some pretty good promotions there. Um, Sundays, I should say, uh, the, all the players go out on the field, and you can get autographs from every single player. So mm-hmm. that, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll mention the food. I didn't get any food that night because I left my wallet in the car, like I said. Uh, but uh, I, in my previous outings there, I've gotten food. They do have cheese curds there, Jack. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have fried cheese curds, and they're pretty good. They're not as good as uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, and uh, I also got uh, a Philly cheesesteak from there during okay. the Home Run Derby. That sounds good. Yeah, it, it was good. It's a little, like, it, it's not super authentic, but uh, it, it, I was starving at the time. I got the job done pretty well, so... Um, for a uh, minor league ballpark, they they're doing good food stuff uh, at uh, Four Winds Field. So, yeah, so that's cool. That's a nice uh, perk. Uh, Chris Betts, who was the winner of the home run derby, Jeremy saw on Monday, uh, played in this game. Uh, hits yep. from the, he was hits from the left side of the plate. So he yeah. hit a foul ball into right field and uh, drilled a kid right in the shoulder. I well, think? it one hopped the kid in the shoulder. So uh, so yeah. So Chris Betts, like um, he won the home run derby. Then. Uh, you know, uh, just to talk about it real quick, Tuesday, the All-Star game, it ended in a tie. And what they did was um, they they did this, like, sudden-death home run derby to determine who won. So each team got to send one guy up there, and they swung for, like, a minute. And um, uh, they coming hot off the heels of his home run victory, uh, the East All-Star sent Chris Betts out there. And uh, he, he only need, the other guy only hit one homer. So he, he had to hit two homers, and... 
he had these epic bat flips. Like it was it was a bat launch basically, and he launched it for the home run derby. He launched it even further for uh, when he won the All Star game for his team, and uh, it made Sports Center like it was like just kind of crazy, like uh, crazy spectacle. So we'll we'll post a video of that as well. Um, but uh, but he came up in this game, so it was interesting too because. Bowling Green had a lot of uh, all-star representatives uh, in, in in South Bend for the festivities. Uh, and then they opened up uh, the first series after the all-star break there as well. So these Bowling Green guys were there for like like a week almost. Yeah, we, like Jeremy Bend. and I hypothesized that that was why uh, they kept uh, Franco there. Uh, was just because he was already there. Yeah. So they might as well have just left him there for four more games and then called him up. Yeah, I guess. yeah that's what we were thinking. And like... I mean, I you know I drove there three times in one week. These guys spent a whole week there without getting out, so uh, right. I don't know who had it worse. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um so anyway, yeah, so he hit the screaming foul ball uh, into the, like the 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 lawn area, which incidentally is like the place if someone's gonna hit a foul ball like an absolute screamer, that's where it's gonna go. Yeah, and it's like it seems like a bad spot for lawns seating or like a lawn area. Yeah, because the lawn area was mostly like just like young families uh, with, yeah. with little kids who weren't gonna be paying any attention to the game, who would not be able to field a screamer at them. No, no, no. and so so he he hit a fucking screamer. Uh, it it hit off the like lower part of the lawn and, and ricocheted up and it nailed some kid right in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and the kid took it. Yeah, uh, he did go over to his like parents or whatever and like he like, the dad probably rubbed it or whatever. But uh, uh, and he didn't get the ball. But uh, he got he got he got uh, you know nabbed with that ball. It was kind of kind of hard. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. So um, so yeah. So the game's progressing. Whatever. Um, uh, at some point, like well, actually, at, after each inning. Um, I don't know what it was based off of. Maybe like whenever the Cubs got a base hit or something, they would end the the inning and like the the Cubs the the Cubs only scored one run in this whole game, so that it was not an offensive uh, output, and they 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 were losing uh, two nothing most of the game. Um, so, but like after each inning, they would say like. All right, and after that inning, the Cubs will donate three more dollars to, you know, Northwest Charities, whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever, they're donating money. But then in the uh, eighth inning, they scored a run, and they cut the lead from two to one. And at the end of the inning, they go like, and so the Cubs donate another three dollars. It's like say that the Cubs tied the game. Yeah. They and the Cubs score, get on the board, and uh, cut the lead in half, heading to the ninth. You know. Uh, but they're like another three dollars. Like who cares at that point? Mm-hmm. Like you're just patting yourself on the back for giving three dollars to charity. <laughs> like like, you know, have some awareness. Say that they stay, and you know, with that game tying. Uh, inning, the Cubs donate three more. It's like they're just on autopilot. It's like yep. there's a game happening, and like it's it's close. It's a it's a pitcher's duel. Like uh, you know, anything the game could change on one swing of a bat, and they're just like I don't know. So that was that was the part where I gotta you know call them out for that, I guess. Yeah, uh, and so th- there was also uh, this was right during that time. Uh, uh, I think it was after the last half inning, um, the the eighth inning. Uh, the, the the last guy won a TV uh, and they announced it and yeah. he was he was uh, in the row closest to the field uh, and he almost fell onto the field in celebration. Well, so what happened was he yeah he was yeah he was right on the on the wall there whatever and uh, some guy he was with another guy and the guy was like like cheering for him and the guy who won puts his hand out for a high five and the friend like. 
fucking whacks his, his hand with a high five and he almost like toppled him over the wall. And it's like, I think that Fred might have been a little jealous that his, his uh, buddy won a TV. Yeah, right. Trying to get him uh, locked up for the evening uh, by getting him, <laughs> putting him on the field. You're like, yeah, or like, or in the hospital. It's like, yeah, enjoy yeah. that TV and <laughs> in traction, buddy. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, DJ uh, Mark McGrath, uh, Mark, Mark McGill, whatever, he, um, he uh, said like, uh, so the winner is uh, Bill Stevenson from uh, Muncie, Indiana. And, oh, no, and uh, it's uh, actually Jacob Wilson from uh, Chicago. Yeah, what was going on with that? Well, and so then, like, so then the guy, the first, the guy who almost, like, he, he almost toppled onto the field, and then, he, <laughs> then like, he says the second name, and he's like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, looking around, like, did I win? Did I win? Yep. And, like, people are congratulating him, but he's, like, not convinced that he's won, and, like, it sounded like maybe he, the uh, Mark McGill, like, pulled a switcheroo or something yeah. I think what happened is they just gave away two TVs maybe because it was like the last inning or something yeah. and they weren't going to do it after the end of the ninth inning or something so um, so I think the guy did get the TV but it was certainly confusing and the guy went from like elation to like you know uncertainty in like the you know in the snap of a finger yeah. and uh, it was uh it was kind of funny to see. Yeah, I mean, but. you know, and, and Jeremy, the thing is, like, you know, nobody's got, like, uh, shirts with their name on it uh, when they get called. So, like, you know, maybe next game, you know, like, after they call a name, even if it's not you, just, like, you know, we could, one of us could, like, take a beat just to make sure nobody else is going to get up and celebrate. And then just, like, wildly celebrate the fact that we won. You could fool everybody. Uh, <laughs> even though you, you obviously couldn't get the TV, like, you know, you could fool the people around you into thinking that you that you won for, uh, for a moment. It's true. Yeah, I suppose if you're some kind of crazy... Psycho, <laughs> yeah, to, to do that, but I, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it's it's kind of just it's it's odd, um, but uh, but yeah, so that happened. Uh, a couple more highlights from in in game, uh, Jack. If you recall, uh, um, when I was at the game uh, back in April, I told a story about a kid getting his foot caught in the chair. Yeah, right. And when I say that, for people who didn't hear that, um, <clears throat> they're regular stadium folding chairs that like have like a little. Like when the when the chair collapses, there's a little space there to put your foot, uh, or like whatever. To, to there's space there, and so some kid got his foot caught, and they had to remove the they had to disassemble the whole chair, right? <clears throat> so um, at some point in the game, we hear some kid two rows in front of us like wailing, like crying, and like they kind of like yank him, and then like he's holding his shin, like he he got his foot caught in the chair as well. Yeah, is there something in the water uh, Jeremy, over there in those parts? I, I don't in those know. Neck of the woods. I don't know, Jeremy. It's they. Thank God they pulled them out. I mean, I'm I'm sure their their budget is just drained uh, from yeah. having to replace all of these chairs. Yeah, exactly. They uh, need a new power drill. To, yeah, like it's hard. Things. It's and it, you know it's hard to feel. The kid was about seven or eight years old. Well, maybe seven years old. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to feel sorry for the kid <clears> when that happens. Yeah, uh, no. So so yeah, and there, there was another instance. You know, I guess uh, we're two, rain delay theaters two for two now. Going to these games and having that happen. Yeah, uh, for and sure. So then the the also uh, just as far as goings on uh, between innings, they did a uh, a promotion called Press Your Luck. Yeah, which, Jack, do you remember the Press Your Luck TV show? No. <clears throat> so that that's that was that was like a parody of like uh, a classic eighties game show. Yeah, I love that show. Uh huh. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. Uh, and like so you had to like the, there was a board and like it would light different blocks would light up there's this story about this guy who learned the pattern and he like <clears throat> he did it in order to like win he won like 20 grand or something yeah um, 
But it was a great show. Uh, press your luck. It, like if you if you you could land on a whammy, and it was like this little animated thing that like this little like mon- this little creature that would dance, and it it would take away all your money that okay. you had built up in your bank. Okay. Uh, it was a great show. Press your luck, and they, they actually brought it back. It's like it's it's back this year, like this oh, wow. summer on like ABC or something. But anyway, they did a press your luck um, promotion. A la the the TV show, and there were different things you could win. You could win like a free hot dog, a free soda. Um, uh, there were whammies on there, um, but there was like one of the squares was uh, win two tickets to a yeah. future Iowa or uh, South Bend Cubs game, and uh, there was another one. Uh, there were some other ones. So the the person who was playing was it a guy? I think yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> some. Uh, so this guy um, is playing. And he, uh, he, you know, he stops and it lands on two Cubs tickets um, for a future game. So, Jack, what do we pay for our tickets? $24. They were 12 a piece. Yeah, 12 a piece. So, $24 uh, total value. And we got the cheapest tickets, right? Yeah, I think, I think it was <clears throat> the cheapest tickets, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's a $24 value. Um, and they're like, all right, uh, Bill, you can, you can keep what you got or press your luck and keep going. He's like, uh, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. And so like it, the thing goes around again and he hits the stop button and it stops and it lands on $20 Cubs ticket, uh, Cubs, uh, gift shop. Yeah. Cubs uh, cash. Yeah. Cubs cash for the, for using the gift shop. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. all right, you got $20 Cubs cash much better. I, I, I disagree, Jerry. That's a pretty subjective statement. Actually, yeah. I don't even know if it's subjective because two tickets to that game was twenty four dollars, yeah. and the Cubs cash was only twenty dollars. Yeah, so it's, not much better. No, I would say it's objectively worse than uh, two Cubs tickets. And it's a it's a disprovable theory. Like the guy could just look at his ticket stub and be like, "Oh yeah, I just I just lost four bucks." Yeah, whatever. yeah. So uh, that was kind of funny. I, I do like the nod to press your luck because I did love that show so much. Yeah, uh, but uh, it was not much better. No, as, um, and no. Oh, and in my opinion, two free tickets is like that was like the best thing up there. I would have just taken that. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance to play someday. Who knows? Um, a couple other like uh, scoreboard things that they had. They had uh, the Portillo's Dizzy Dog Toss. Yeah. So um, player, players have to spin around and uh, try to catch these like hot dogs on a tray. So like they they spin around with the the bat and get dizzy, and then they have to throw a hot dog to their partner and they have to catch it on a tray. Uh, Portillo's is an amazing. Uh, Hot dog place um, around uh, in the Chicagoland area. We won those uh, like free. What do we win? A free hot dog or something uh, at the Bulls game for that? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah. I um, never never redeemed that. Didn't redeem it. You only have like twenty four hours to do it. Yeah. Um, they had the standard kiss cam. Nothing. I don't think anything really funny no, happened. No, there was nothing really funny on it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, so you know that's the uh, that's most of the in game uh, action that happened yeah we we went to the restroom afterward and we ran into Mets uh, New York Mets cap guy again well so yeah yeah so um to, to to build the suspense a little bit like we talk about like hey if you want to see a freak stop in the bathroom on your way out of the stadium <laughs> yeah uh, and this it didn't fail the the same held true for South Bend Indiana uh, because we walk into the uh, bathroom to, to hit the hit the restroom before we uh, exited the field and uh, who do we see uh, oh, our buddy the Mets guy um, uh, standing um, at the sink and with the cut with a stack of I'd say about 10 to 15 cups now Jeremy I so this guy's from Connecticut he's obviously some kind of tourist I could see buying uh, a soda and keeping your own souvenir cup but are you really gonna lug 15 of those back uh, to Connecticut in your car well Jack here's the thing is like this is not the only guy who does this I don't 
Have, have you witnessed these people who collect the Cubs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The we we've sat by a couple of them at Cubs games. Yeah. Yeah. They um <clears throat> they go around and they have like a stack of cups. Now I know that some stadiums like the White Sox were doing this. I don't know if they still do, but like if you bring a bunch of garbage to like this like section, um you'll get some kind of like a free soda or something. Yeah. Or I don't think you get a free ticket, but something. But but then there's people who just take these cups home and like they're not. Sometimes they're not even the souvenir cups. They're like the beer, the plastic beer cups, and it's just like messed up. It's, it's like it's like hoarder mentality it's or something. Scummy, Jeremy. Well, I mean, yeah, or there's some sort of like uh, uh, mental uh, issue going on with these people who are like collecting these cups. It's weird. But our buddy Mets guy was one of these people. Yeah, because he was at the at the sink washing out like 10, 15 cups. And, uh, you know, it's, it's disturbing to see that. But what's more disturbing is to look two sinks over and see another guy doing it. <laughs> so there were two guys washing stacks of cups out. Yeah, did they, like, did they nod to each other or something? I Probably not. They were probably afraid that someone was going to, that the other guy was going to grab some of their, their cups. <laughs> probably. <clears throat> I don't know. It was, it, but it's like, it's some kind of weird thing where, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, the coolest kid in two different schools, like, like, you know, face down at each other at the mall or something. Like, hey. Like, you know, I know you, I know you. And it's like, it was like a weird showdown like that. They were never ever, their worlds were never supposed to collide. <laughs> but they found themselves two sinks away at a, at a bathroom washing these cups. So it was a disturbing parting image to leave the stadium to. But uh, what else do we expect? Uh, there's a lot of weird baseball fans out there. And uh, and so, yeah, so the Mets guy is one of them, apparently. Well, one of our missions uh, for this game uh, was to get uh, Wander Franco's autograph. Uh, yeah. Specifically, it was one of Jeremy's <clears throat> missions because he brought a, a, a Wander Franco card along with a couple of other cards of guys on Bowling Green and the Cubs. Yeah. So when I said earlier that like uh, I went Monday to get autographs and I got zero, um, you know, I was trying to get Wander Franco and like um, I've tried at the stadium to get autographs before and um, you know no avail. Um, uh, like for Wander Franco at least. Um, and he's like the hottest thing in in the Midwest League right now. Like everyone's trying to get his autograph, and like he he's like actually like legitimately like mobbed every game, and so like he can't st- stand there and sign every single autograph. Um, I ran into him at uh, the All Star game, and uh, he was running. He had already signed maybe a couple autographs, but then later on he re emerged and was running to the bus to get on, and like a bunch of people tried to stop him, and he signed for two. Uh, attract the two like attractive women that were there like trying to get autographs. Yeah, two the two only two women. He mm-hmm. wasn't discriminating. He, he they, they both happened to be uh, attractive women. Those were the only two people he signed for, and then he ran out of the bus. Okay. So I was thinking like it was, was going to be a tough uh, get, right. basically. But what we did was we exited the stadium. We made our way over to uh, this ramp where uh, that leads it, it goes down into like uh, like a sub like a basement esque like a sub level area of the stadium and that 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 ramp leads directly to like the players clubhouse basically so they come out a door and up this ramp to go to the team bus and uh, that's where all the autograph freaks are standing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one thing I've noticed about these autograph freaks, Jeremy, is that they don't even really particularly seem to like baseball. It's, no. Uh, it's, a, it's a strange thing. It's a strange yeah. crowd. They seem like they're just there for the autographs. And these people uh, these people have no shame. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy and I at first were a little tentative to because the, the 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 exit from that ramp to like the outside world and like where their bus is mm-hmm. is pretty is pretty small. It's pretty narrow. Yeah. So like it's very easy for just a couple of people to block the way or barricade yeah. the player's way out of it. Well, and Jack, we should say that we've we've crossed the threshold into the autograph freaks. I will say one thing is that like there is a difference between a person who's just trying to get one autograph and a, the people like we met in Beloit who are getting like eight cards and then two eight by tens and like a poster and a bat and it's like get a fucking life and leave these people alone yeah yeah um, you're, you're ruining it for those of us who just want one exactly so i will say jack we've crossed the threshold because we waited at, at that we waited in front of their bus and we weren't waiting for like to 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 have sex with the rolling stones no we were just trying to get an autograph like a scribble with a marker from a 19 year old kid yeah right if you boil it down so we we've crossed the line we've 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 crossed over into the uh the, the, the abyss. Dream, yeah, the, the fantasy world, and we're uh, we're on our hero's journey. Um, <laughs> so um, so we're there, and uh, and um, you know players are starting to trickle out. We didn't have to wait very long for players to start trickling out. No, no, the the first guy who trickled out uh, was not nice to anybody. He <laughs> uh, he said he I think somebody asked him if they could have an autograph, and he went no, and he well, just. I think they said, "Are you a player?" Which maybe, but. It might have been. Did, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's what they I think said? it was? Which I think I think he said no because he was offended that like they, that they don't know who he is. Like they're trying to get. It's like why would you want an autograph of someone who you don't even know who they are? That's true. You know. So like I think I I witnessed this at other like at, at games like people asking like wh- wh- what's your name and they're like oh okay I got your card and then they flip to it and they get it like they don't even know who he is mm-hmm. like and so it's it's and that's where you question like what does this person even want this autograph for if they don't even know who they're getting. Um, but yeah, so he kind of blew past people. Uh, but then uh, pretty early on, uh, was it the group of pitchers that came out? Yeah, so Mike Liberator, who was the first round draft or, pick. Yeah, Matthew Liberator. Is it Matthew Liberator? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, he was their first round pick uh, of the, uh, the Rays in 2018. Yeah. He's a big lefty, right? Yeah. He signed it with his left hand. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, we, he, he gave us his autograph. His autograph is real quick. Yeah, uh, but then uh, out came uh, with him. I think Shane Baz was Shane, with him. Shane Baz, who started the game for Bowling Green, he was a first round pick, the number twelve overall pick in twenty seventeen by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he was traded to the Rays in the Chris Archer deal. He was actually a player to be named later. Yeah, in that in that deal, horrible, tra- horrible trade, horrible yeah, trade yeah, by just, the Pirates. Uh, yeah, Shane every... Baz looked good. Yes. He, uh he's going to be in the major leagues. Uh, I think uh, someday he was drafted out of high school, so he's probably got a little ways to go yet. But he was consistently hitting ninety six in the game yeah but before he came out uh, we were talking to one guy and <clears throat> we made it clear that like we were you know trying to get his autograph or whatever and he he tipped us to the fact that uh shane bass doesn't sign autographs when he loses yeah and so they're like well he should be in a good mood uh today uh, and he was in a completely good mood yeah he was he was he was uh, <laughs> super nice uh super nice to us uh jeremy and i both told him uh, good game he was like oh yeah 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 thanks thanks uh, yeah he looked uh, it, like he was very baby-faced, Jeremy. You yeah. know, on the mound, he probably looks like an intimidating guy, but he actually looked really young to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he was uh, he was super nice. Um, yeah. As he was walking away, uh, like way well far enough away to where I, no one needed to say anything, I go like, "Have a good night, Shane." And he kind of like turned his head a little bit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks." Like, yeah. But it was almost like. You know, is someone like Shane? You know, you dropped your wallet. It's like, no, I'm just telling him good job. Or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, who knows uh, what would have happened if he he wouldn't have won the game? So yeah, I know, uh, for sure. you know, 
Thank God the uh, Bowling Green hung on for the win. I'll say this, Jack, too. Um, I want to put this into perspective for uh, the audience. We didn't discuss this at the time, Jack, but uh, what were you wearing, Jack? Uh, what, what hat were you wearing that game? Oh, I was wearing a Montreal Expos hat. You were wearing your standard yeah. Montreal Expos hat. And uh, what news came out earlier in the week uh, for, our, concerning the Tampa Bay Rays organization? That they might be moving to Montreal, Yeah, right? Yeah. So, Jack, I think you were, like, I think there was some sort of subtle, and I'm glad none of the players felt this way, but... I think you wearing that hat could have been perceived as like a slight trolling of the uh, of the team, saying like, "Hey, buddy, you might be playing up here, <laughs> like, uh, and you know, by the time you make it to the major leagues." Yeah, 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 that could be true, Jeremy. Uh, uh, speaking of puns, I heard one people call the potential new team the Montreal X Rays. Oh, okay, that's so pretty there, good. There you go. Yeah, I heard um, like the Tampa, the Tampa Real. Devil Expos or something it's like far less, far more clunky than X-rays. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I actually did get a uh, uh, a compliment on my uh, you did you my did. Expos hat. Yeah. It was right when I uh, right when we arrived at the stadium. Yeah. So for sure. happy about that. Uh, yeah. So but, I, uh, but yeah, the autographs uh, continue, right? Yeah, they did. So uh, you know, actually, I think the next guy who came out um, was uh, well, I think Ford Proctor maybe came out and signed, or did we get Proctor after? We got Wander Franco. So, uh, I mean, we might as well just yeah. skip to Wander Franco. <clears throat> Wander Franco came out with an entourage of guys. Yeah. And he was nice enough to sign for pretty much everybody. Yeah. So, he can't, He comes out and, like, it's he comes out with three other guys. So, it's like a posse of four guys. Um, Wander Franco is wearing headphones, has headphones in his ears. So, like, I'm like, that's a perfect excuse. That's, that's like, the total, like, move to not have to sign autographs. You can just pretend like you don't hear them or something. And uh, he had this posse with him, and they were kind of like making gestures. And I was like, "All right, they're gonna." And because like the, the, that same guy who told us that Shane Bass doesn't sign when he loses, he said like, "Yeah, sometimes he'll come out with a shield of uh, of players, and they'll just pull him through the crowd." And I'm like, "Well, here it comes here here we go." And like Wander Franco, and and you know, we will say that he was completely blocked off by all these like autograph freaks. Um, but uh, he stopped. He grabbed some pens and he started signing autographs. Yeah, and uh, I got in there pretty quick. You did. Um, no hesitancy because no. I'm like no one else there. I, I mean, there were people there who were there all three days, but uh, none of the people around me. So I'm like, I'm getting in there. I don't yeah. care. Uh, so Jeremy, I, I don't know if you realize like that this happened. Uh-huh. Um, but so when you when you went up there. Uh, you to Wander Franco. You you were in. Uh, I would describe it as uh, something of like a fugue state. Uh-huh. Uh, like you you were gonna get that autograph. Uh-huh. It was almost like if you've ever seen the movie The Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> it's like when someone activates Lee F. Schreiber. <laughs> And he just like goes. Yeah, that's what that's what you were like. Um, it didn't matter how many like kids were around, whatever. Like you were gonna get that autograph. And Wander Franco signed for pretty much everybody, but yeah. like Jeremy was going to get that autograph. Uh, yeah, you got it on a baseball card, so yeah, it his, looks like, it looks bo- really cool. It's in blue pen. Yeah, his Bowman first baseball card, which is like for a prospect, that's like the main card you want to get. Yeah, uh, and so I got him uh, the the real card, the card that like, that you could pull from a pack, uh, is going for like. Three hundred dollars or more, uh, depending on um, you know how rare it is. Um, even the cards that that like I got was signed in person. Um, those people are selling those for like sixty, seventy bucks on, yeah. on eBay. So like you know that I I could turn around and sell that if I wanted to, but uh, um, but yeah, like so 
it, yeah, it was crazy. It just it uh, yeah, I, I was determined and it, and I, I got in there pretty early. And then Jack, because you were but you were behind someone else, and then he he got you. Uh, the as the crowd kind of grew bigger around him, at some point he cut out and like walked across the the lawn and met his friends. Yep. Uh, the other ball players, and then got out of there. But uh, um, but yeah, yeah, that, we were fortunate happened. fortunate to get him. Uh, so just a little perspective on what he's like up close, because he's a big deal. Uh, he might be in the major leagues by next year. Yeah, even. he's already yeah. in high A. Um, he uh, he went through a stretch this year. I read where he uh, went like 105 pitches. Uh, he saw 105 pitches without swinging and missing. So he's uh, he's the real deal. Um, but he's uh, he's short. He's listed as at 5'10". But Jeremy, I, I think he was about our height. You know, we're about 5'8", five, 5'9". So he was he was he was about that uh, that height, yeah. but he was um, so maybe a little shorter than five ten is what I'm saying. But he was like he was built. He yeah. looked like a, I mean he's only eighteen years old, but he didn't look like an eighteen year old. He was uh, yeah. he was pretty well well built. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah very uh, well muscled. <laughs> also very uh, very very well put together. He's very well dressed. He got oh, like yeah. a, he got like a three point five million dollar signing bonus. So uh, you know he carried himself with an air of like knowing he was the shit. Yeah, uh, he yeah, didn't he didn't take his headphones out at all, which is cool. It was awesome. You know he shouldn't. He's the number one prospect in all of baseball. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he slumming it in South Bend. Right uh, now. He I you know uh, so and, and Bowling Green I uh, so he was promoted to Charlotte. Okay. Um, I think I guess I've never been to Charlotte, but I guess it's it's a slightly uh, you know more happening town. Right. But, uh, but still, he's still uh, toiling away. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I can see him being up by the end of next year. Yeah. 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 So okay. he's and like, when he'll only be about nineteen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so he's the real deal, and we got him, and that was really uh, that was our main mission there, and we also got the other two uh, good players, Matthew Libertor and uh, Shane Baz, uh, along with a couple of other guys, Ford Proctor, who I think was a second or third round pick. He played second base for Bowling Green. Yeah, uh, he, he looks like a legit like baseball guy. Like, yeah, he looks like he can turn into a baseball guy. A third round pick from Rice. Yeah, uh, which like is a like, young Chase Utley or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Minus being a complete asshole. Yeah, that 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 that. <laughs> but uh, but yes, but we got. The three, we got the three big guns on Bowling Green, so I think uh, in that in that sense, it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, yeah. it, it was a complete success. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, um, so yeah, so we we kind of headed back to the car and um, uh, headed on our way. Uh, it was what like almost it was a little was, bit before eleven. Yeah, or it was like, like ten fifty when we started our journey, and Jeremy and I were both hungry. But yeah. there wasn't a lot open. We had toyed with the idea of going to a Hardee's because they, but the Hardee's was going to be closing soon. Which, which, which for uh, Chicagoans is a delicacy because they, they, they aren't in, they are not in Chicago. And no. there were a couple in the Chicagoland area just recently that closed just as soon as they opened. Uh, so one of the things about driving as a Chicagoan, driving to through Indiana or to Indiana is like there's always been Hardee's at the rest stops. Um, and for some reason, those are gone now. But there was a Hardee's maybe about 10, 15 minutes from the stadium. But we would have had to eat in the car, which I have no problem with. But, uh, Jack, you were saying that we should just kind of head back. Yeah. Um, and so we did that. We started heading back. And uh, we were trying to think about where we would eat. We figured we'd just catch some, something um, uh, in town once we got home. Uh, but uh, we passed by uh, a rest area or a rest stop that uh, had a Denny's. Yeah, uh, also a delicacy if you are a Chicagoan. Uh, there yeah. are very few, if any, Denny's in the uh, in Chicago proper. Yeah, um, in the city itself, not really. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you if you head to like the there they are right at the outskirts, like in in uh, the suburbs and stuff. So sure, you can catch them there. But uh, but I hadn't been to a Denny's uh, since high school, maybe college, but. 
but most likely high school. Yeah, same. Maybe longer for me. So yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. So so we went in there, uh, and uh, boy, there's a reason why we're telling this story, even though it's 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 unrelated to the trip. Or, yeah. Like I mean, it's part of the trip. But it's unrelated to baseball, but yeah. So we did go in there, and um, uh, you know, it's a sparsely attended, sparsely crowded. Uh, there was like there was a longer table of like high school kids who. Like I think they left pretty early. They, they left. They left pretty early on. Yeah, uh, I, we had a, a very uh, surly waitress, which I guess is to be expected at a Denny's at, on midnight on a Saturday. Yeah, I would almost peg her as like uh, like ineffectual or listless or something. Like yeah. she she was kind of just like just kind of going through the motions, really. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, so she like uh, she led us to a table. She sat us or like we sat down. Um. We're you know so whatever so we we get our order in uh, we we split uh, we split an appetizer of nachos we did it was very tasty um, and uh, we each then we each got an entree yeah I got uh, a burger what did you get Jeremy I got the chicken fingers nice um, nice yeah with honey mustard that was like my uh, go to uh, when I would go in high school so anyway food aside uh, we ended up getting sandwiched between uh, uh, two tables of people who looked like they uh, could have been on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, a lot of tat- tattoo ink in the air, uh, um, and certainly in the bloodstream of those people as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, and it was like it's one of those things. It's like it's kind of like what you don't want to run into um, when you go into Indiana. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and for some reason, I guess you know we we went right into the belly of the beast in a Denny's. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, and then they were subsequently, like, seated on either side of us. Well, the the people who were behind me, uh, it it was a couple. I mean, they were probably about 50 years old. It was a a guy and a gal. But the, uh, the guy... Um, he was like, uh, you know, he, he was built like uh, Buddy Bailey, first of all. Yeah. Just like a, he, was, he was a big, massive guy with like a huge beer gut. Yeah. But he was, uh, you know, he, he was wearing a, a, a shirt, uh, a blue shirt that could have fit the, uh, that, that, the, the little kid that Buddy Bailey had to uh, put that shirt on. Like it was just this small, like blue tank top. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, was, it, was, it was strange because he had like this massive tattoo on the back of his neck and like half of his bald head. Oh, I didn't see and, that. Yeah, uh, and so so he he go he goes up to uh, the claw machine and Jeremy, you didn't see any of this. No, no, but this have all happened behind me. He he was at this claw machine for like five minutes. Yeah, and then he eventually finally he walks back and he's got two stuffed animals in his hands and he sits down with his girlfriend or his wife or whoever it was and he goes, yeah. Ah, I got two of them, one for you and one for me. Uh, now there's a couple things to break down about that. First of all, yeah. a- after he got the first one, because you can't grab two stuffed animals with a claw machine. Yeah. After he got that first stuffed animal, there must have been a moment where he was like, "You know what? I need to get another one. Like, I need to either for me or just to, to two for your." So so well, so the, my guess, my thought process would be that he got one and he he knew that he wanted it, so he's like, "I better get another one for her because I'm not giving this one up." Right. Right, and and Jeremy, it's uh, that, that's a little thing. Uh, I didn't coin this term. It was actually a movie reviewer that I like, but that's sort of like the uh, the law of badass juxtaposition. You know, <laughs> you've got this hard-looking guy, yeah, uh, who's who's got a thing for stuffed animals. You know, it'd be yeah. like it'd be like in a movie. Uh, we're like, in, you know, there's a, a ruthless assassin, but he also uh, like can play Beethoven on a piano. 
sure. you know. Uh, so like just the fact that he can do that makes him even more badass. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure that applies to this guy. It's just kind of weird uh, for him to like have a, a thing for stuffed animals, I yeah. guess. But but what what struck me the second thing that struck me about that was he said, "Hey, I got I got two of them, one for you and one for me." Now, Jeremy, you said at the uh, South Bend game uh-huh. that uh, that you went to the uh, the All Star game, or maybe it was the home run derby. Yeah. There was a guy and his kid, and the guy said to the kid, hey, maybe we'll catch two balls tonight, one for you and one for me. Yeah. Like, what is what is that? Just an Indiana thing? One for, <laughs> one for you and one for me? What do they say? Welcome to Indiana. One for you and one for me. Like, what what, what is that? Something they say there? Yeah, the idea of selflessly giving one thing away to someone else who wants it is non-existent, I guess. It's like, well, we better get two because I'm not giving mine up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, we finished. We we were seated. You know, uh, we were sandwiched between these kind of strange groups of uh, of people, and uh, so so we, we eventually we get our check. The check is like thirty five bucks for the yeah. nachos and the two entrees. Uh, so we we sit there with our credit cards on the table because we're going to split the bill in half. Yeah. Uh, we sit there with our credit cards on the table for about ten minutes yeah. until we realize that like. Oh, maybe we got to pay at the register. Uh-huh. You know, um, I, I'm not. You know, I don't think either of us obviously were super familiar with uh, Denny's Rigmoral. Yeah, um, no. I at, the more I thought about it, I remembered like in high school paying up at the counter. Yeah. So so yeah. So we well, you. I think you asked to confirm, and she's like, "Yeah, you got to pay at the counter." And so yeah. So we go up there, and we our listless waitress uh, meets us up at the cash register. Yeah. Now, Jack, you were front and center on this uh, transaction. I was. I and, was. And uh, you handed her the the check and uh, both cards, right? Yep. And you're like, uh, well, "What did you say?" I well, said, uh, "Yeah, can we just split it down the middle?" Yeah. And and she like kind of like I think she kind of paused for a second maybe, yeah. and she's like, "Um, uh, well, what about the nachos?" And uh, you're like, no, 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 just, you know, uh, half on one and half on the other or something yep. like that. And she's like, um, well, yeah, yeah, it's, I, 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 yeah, it's like I, I could do half if you didn't get the nachos. Like, yeah. She's like, who's, who's going to pay for the nachos? And I mean, and then I say like, no, no, we'll just, we'll just split it in half, you know? Yeah. Um, we'll each pay half. And she's like, um, okay, but yeah, one, someone's got to pay for the nachos. Yeah, and then, and then, and then I said, uh, no, can we each just pay half the balance? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. still, still nothing. Still and, nothing, and, just was not registering. And I'm really trying, like, and so then finally, Jack, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll just pay for the nachos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, okay. And then like, then something like, then that clicked with her and she, uh, she rang you up, um, and your bill was like twenty three bucks or something. Yeah. She rang me up and my bill was eleven. Yeah. Um, but Jeremy got the tip. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'll pay for the tip. Um, and it's kind of funny because like when you when it popped up, it gave it gives you like ten percent, twenty percent, or ten percent, fifteen, twenty percent, and like twenty percent on my eleven dollars was whatever, like uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, two dollars or something. So um, so then I had to hit other so I could put more money. But I think. For a second there, I think she might have thought, although this is giving her way too much credit for thinking uh, at all, but she, um, I was thinking that she was thinking like, oh, she's only going to give me $2, which maybe I should have because of the sheer, sheer uh, idiocy of this whole transaction. But Jack, as she was running, so then of course, then she runs our cards and it's silent, right? And like, I was trying really hard not to just bust out laughing yeah. because this was so, this was the most absurd thing I, I had witnessed. Like, and I had been to South Bend, Indiana for three times. In, in a, in <laughs> yeah, a and Jeremy, I was uh, just sitting there uh, steaming because as you said, I was like front and center on yeah. this whole thing. And I was just like, 
you know, uh, surely, you know, you work at a restaurant. This can't be the first time anybody has asked for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't think so. You no. think that that comes up uh, at least maybe like a dozen times a shift. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, so we just it, we she ran our cards. We paid. We walked out. And Jack, the first thing you said to me was like. Did I phrase that oddly? And I'm like, no, no, you you said the right thing. Yeah. And you're like, because I'm I was wondering like, am I saying this wrong? And she's not understanding. And I'm like, no, no, no. And like, we're like trying to like rationalize what happened. Like, my theory is that that she was maybe just completely dead on her feet. Like maybe that was the end of her shift or something. This is it's like uh, you know around midnight or whatever. And it's like maybe she's just completely just like dead on her feet. Like doesn't know really what she's doing. I mean, the food she didn't mess the food up really. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was she just, did a, forget your honey mustard. She did. And, and she might've forgot some of your toppings. Or yeah. Whatever, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, uh, it, it made no sense. It, there was completely an inexplicable thing where like, we might've just like interacted with an alien posing as a human Yeah, and like they slipped up and like tipped their hand at being a, a, an alien. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, we have no explanation of what just happened but now i owe jack like four bucks or something so yeah well um, we can get the next white Sox game Jerry. that's true oh, that that'll, that would cover it wouldn't it um yep. so uh so yeah that that was a, that was a nice capper to the whole experience it was it was and it's like you know we, we did a you know granted it's just a two-hour road trip but like you know when you're on the road and you stop at, at a roadside denny's or whatever and, and get some bad food and uh i think it was a nice capper to the whole experience the first uh true a uh, road trip for Rain Delay Theater it for was. 2019. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a, it was a good way to go. The whole experience as a whole was a success. It was. Um, uh, the Denny's debacle gave us a story to talk about, so that was nice. Yeah, and uh, we ended up getting some good autographs uh, as well. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, you know, a couple more things about uh, the game. Some guys we saw, we kind of already talked about Fran- uh, Franco. He, he hit a double. Uh, he did. Uh, in his first at-bat. He walked in his last at-bat, but... Uh, Got made out to the other two. So he ended up uh, one for three with a walk. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Shane Baz ended up getting the win. Five innings pitched, three hits. Uh, no walks, two strikeouts. Yeah, only two uh, no Ks, runs. But, uh, but yeah, but a pretty good outing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I thought Ford Proctor looked pretty good. Chris Betts uh, did strike out three times. Um, he's he was he's hot from this home run uh, derby frenzy that he went on, but... Uh, we're not sure what uh, will will become of him. He's he was drafted in 2015 and had uh, a lot of injuries. So yeah, he's already about what twenty five years old. Yeah, playing so, low A ball. Yeah, so we'll see what what if he can you know make a career uh, of it. Um, but uh, he didn't have a great game this uh, this game uh, for the Cubs. Like we said, uh, second round pick from last year, Cole Roterer was there. He actually had a good game, uh, two for four, uh, yeah. with a double and a single. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Brennan Davis, who was, uh, I think he was also like a third round pick or something like that last year. Um, Andy Weber, who was a fifth round pick last year. Uh, he's kind of like one of the faces of the South Bend Cubs, I would say. He mm-hmm. got a hit uh, and an RBI in the eighth inning. He got the only RBI of the game. Uh, uh, Derna, is it Travis Derna or Trevor Derna? Uh, I, I want to say it's Tyler Derna. Tyler Derna. Yeah. Played first base. A uh, little undersized, but. Uh, I know he he uh, was one of the batting average leaders uh, up there for the South Bend Cubs, and uh, Chris Morrell had a had a good co- couple of good defensive plays uh, at third base. He kind of has a, like a rocket, some kind of good instincts as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so Christopher Morrell, uh, he's not related to Brent Morrell because uh, Chris Morrell is from uh, the Dominican Republic. 
Um, but uh, those are some names to look out for, like for the Cubs system, I would say. Yeah, and one, one other guy I like, Jeremy, was uh, Marcus Masturboni, uh, the yeah. catcher for the uh, uh, South Bend Cubs. He actually scored the only run uh, after uh, in doubling. The game. Yeah. yeah, after doubling in that game, uh, he is 25 years old, playing low A ball. It they, says they said what? What he had some kind of major injury history or something. Yeah. Like he missed it, a whole season or something. It does say in 2018 uh, uh, DNP injury. So, yeah. uh, you know, he must have been out for a little while. But uh, good for him for sticking with the dream. You know, 25 years old, low A ball. He got a long way to go. But, uh, hey, maybe he can be the next Taylor Davis. He's certainly got a great name. So yeah. I hope to see him make it. Master Boney. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, that 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 kind of wraps up the the, the uh, Bowling Green at uh, South Bend Cubs uh, talk. Yeah, um, uh, there was one last thing we wanted to get into uh, uh, the Jason note. Vargas uh, Mickey Calloway incident. Yeah, so did that happen? Uh, when did yesterday, that, happen? that yesterday. was yesterday. Uh, well, no, it happened on Sunday, so that's today is Tuesday. Yeah, okay. right. So um, uh, in case you didn't hear, uh, Mickey Calloway had a blow up at a, a Newsday uh, reporter for, uh, in New York, uh, but leaving it happened at Wrigley Field. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, he, like, blew up at some, like, offhand, like, just, like, some comment, like, have a nice day, or see you tomorrow, uh, Mickey, and, uh, he, like, he called him an asshole or something. I think he said, don't be a smart-ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he kicked him out earlier, uh, in the, for asking a question about not using the closer earlier and blowing the game. Uh, so he, he blew up at him, and, um, then Jason Vargas, uh, you know, he said, he said, like, I want me to kick your ass, bro. Yeah, like, I think that was the the quote. And yeah, he got in his face and he he kind of shoved him, I think, and he had to be restrained um, by Noah Syndergaard of all people. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, so uh, as it turns out, they both got fined ten grand. Oh wow! Neither suspended. Like yeah. nice move, Mets. Uh, you know, you got two guys, including your manager, like threatening a reporter, and like they're just fined. Yeah, it's like Mickey Calloway is losing it and. He he should he he needs to be put out of his misery. Yeah, I saw him the other day uh, in a game where they were losing against the Braves, and he was like joking around in the dugout with like his uh, one of his bench coaches and like a player, and it's like you're the manager of this team, dude. Like, get your head in the game and like you know, and 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 you're losing. It's like again, don't be joking around in the clubhouse or in the in the in the dugout. Like, at least act like you care. Like just or just quit or let them fire you or whatever. Just like you're done. Like you're mentally done. Just get out of there. You're snapping at reporters. So he should be fired. Uh, but the interesting postscript to this whole story is that is the Jason Vargas uh, like you know threatening to beat up this guy. Uh, I Jeremy Dionisio of the Rain Delay Theater podcast was at the uh, Cubs Mets game uh, that prior Thursday. Um, I was there early. I was waiting for. Um, uh, my fiance to show up because we were meeting at the ballpark and uh, whenever I get there early and I'm by myself I like to hang out in the right field corner and watch BP and uh, you know see if you know see if a foul ball comes over there um, or uh, see if a player you know just watch the players long toss or like run sprints or whatever and so at some point the Mets are doing batting practice and uh, we're all right there right in the corner right against the wall and uh, Jason Vargas is running sprints right and he's doing the thing where he like runs away from us and then like walks back and then runs out and so that that's his routine and as he's like walking back to uh the the like the foul line he's like looking up at the people and like the people are looking at him no one's like yelling at him to get to give him a ball or anything or for an autograph they're just they're just looking at him and he's like he looks up and he's like 
Hey, you people, you guys shouldn't be looking at me. You should be looking over there, pointing to the like home plate. And he's like, yeah, you, you better watch out for, you got to watch out for a foul ball. Look over there. You should look over there. And, uh, and then he's like, kind of like trying to make, it seems like he's like trying to make everyone look away from him. And then he goes out and runs again and he's coming, he's walking back again. And like, there's some like, uh, uh, strength and conditioning coaches or something there. And he's like, Hey Bill, tell those people to look over there. Like, you know, look, there's a kid right there. Like they need to look over there. It's dangerous. You know, it's dangerous. And then uh, he and he's like he sounds like an old man, like a, like a like a get off my lawn kind of guy. And uh, then he he like goes to run his sprint. and He says to someone, he's like, hey, he's using the kid as a as a human shield. And he's like just shaking. It, and he's like does like a huge like shake my damn head thing. And then like just runs his sprint. And like that that's pretty much it. And it's like. This guy is like unhinged yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Jeremy, and you know not only that, but he, he's uh, he's about two ticks away from being uh, on the Irvin Santana shouldn't even be in the majors anymore list. Yeah, like how is he even still uh, around? Because the Mets are a franchise, I guess. That's yeah. the only reason why I could I could place that. I mean, the guy's been around forever. Yes. Um, and I he just seems like a bitter man. He seems like 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 someone who like like has been overshadowed by like all these people in his career or something, and it's like. I mean, maybe he's bitter because he's been around so long and he should be known. But but I guarantee you, like seventy five percent of like ca- casual baseball fans don't know, have never heard his name before, ever registered his name before. Even though he's been around forever, and I think he was on like some world. He was on the fifteen uh, Royals, he was. I think. Yep. Um, and the fourteen Royals too, who made it to the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like this guy, and I think he was on some Angels. I mean, he might have. He I don't know. He he was on some teams like that 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 uh, did some things in the playoffs. Uh, and like, just he's kind of a footnote. Like, no one really knows who Jason Vargas is, and like, no. is he seems like he's like bitter about that or whatever. Then he had so that was Thursday. Then Friday, I was at the game, and he pitched, and he had a, like a blow up about like a Rizzo uh, swing that was they had a review, and they called him. They first they said no swing, and then they said swing, and he got they they called him out. But he like darted at the third base. Uh, coach for like saying that it was no swing and like he almost went he had to be held back by his catcher and it's like this guy is completely unhinged he's like yelling at little kids he's he's yelling at, at, at umpires and that was Friday and Thursday and Friday and then Sunday he threatens to beat up an announce uh, like the the reporter so it's like I was like one of the few people who like could have seen it coming really <laughs> so it was a weird insight check I told you that story about Jason Vargas on Saturday at, yeah. the, at the South Bend game yep. yeah. and then Sunday we hear the news of him attacking the uh, reporter and it's like wow I'm glad I said that before like so I like kind of laid that groundwork but it was kind of crazy yeah uh, Jeremy I think that blood would have been on your hands if that reporter <laughs> would have you know when, if, when you see something killed. say something yeah Jeremy, I, should, I know I should time. have reported him to Homeland Security or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah so that's that's our Jason Vargas and uh, um, he's still he's still active yeah he's just ten million ten thousand dollars shorter which is a piss drop in the ocean for him and Mickey Calloway yeah too, so yeah exactly so Nice, nice example, Mets. You're a great franchise. Well, that's probably going to do it for uh, this week's episode of Rain Delay Theater. Uh, but we may have another minisode coming to you next week. Yeah, it should be a fun one, I think. It, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get out to as many games uh, coming up. Uh, I have a busy schedule right now, um, but uh, we should be able to catch some local games. So we'll at least be able to give you that. Might be able to bust away uh, to to another minor league game on a weekend, but uh, we'll see how it all shakes down. Um, but uh, that'll do it for uh, this week. Stay tuned for that mini-sode. It'll be a good one. All right, everybody. I'm Jack Sarkowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.